Progetto Radio. Uh, like a dream with fragments, you saw. Uh, I, I talk a little, but after see, it's, it's you. So these are the questions. These are the questions. No, I can hold this if you want, and then I can ask you the questions. Yes, little ideas. Yeah. Well, I like this. Oh, I see. I made it for two years. Okay, gotcha. I don't know. It's very correctly. Oh, this is good. I like this. I like this. It's Google translation. I like it. Yeah. This is great. This is great. When I saw your film, I liked that idea. The the um, yeah, it was. It was like a manifestation of reality. It was like we're yes. dreaming it into existence. And meanwhile, the guy's just out there with his. Yes, because he uh, he dreamed uh, uh, he dreamed his this Nebula and this Nebula it's real. It's very cool. After. Because uh, the dream is very intense. Uh, oh yeah. And uh, it was uh, it was a dream in a dream, but it's me uh, dreaming this. Uh, so you are the dreamer of the, the of the of the guy who's dreaming of the exactly. thing. Exactly. And then exactly. It, then it all comes back but right back real. around. It's real. I dream this. Really? Scene. That's yes, great. Yes. And after I. I thought I can make uh, a short uh, with this, and uh, it's, I made it. <laughs> That's great. Have you seen it on but the big I, screen yet? I, I, no, uh, it's uh, here. It's the first festival. Oh, that's because, so cool to hear. It's uh, it's very recent. I finished I finished it, this film in far uh, uh, August, and uh, you are the first festival. This is so cool. But it was um, chose in another two festivals after. Oh, gotcha. But, uh, I wanted to, to come here. Before because, Jellyfish, uh, how cool. So, uh, is this going to be your first time seeing it on a screen? Uh, this is so cool. Because I, I saw it only uh, in different laptops. Of, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, in the, um, yeah, when you have your headphones on, it sounds much different than when you're in a theater and coming at you from all over. I made in another film, um, Lights Memory, and it was in a festival in London, and uh, it was in a, in a, a very, very big... Uh, oh, the, the very big screen? Screen, oh, yeah. exactly, and I was very impressed. Oh, that's but, good. Uh, and where are you guys from? Where'd you come out uh, from? Paris. All the way from Paris, Paris to be here. Oh, wow, what a joy. <laughs> this is so cool. You guys came all the way out here from <laughs> Paris, man. One of our... Um, one of our uh, one of the guys who puts this film festival together, he, he speaks French. So when he gets here, I'll have him uh, have you know ah, have it's, you guys it's talk. Great, huh? it's great. Yeah, this is well. Thank you so much. Do you, do you need a um, a program or anything? We have. Oh, you we got have, a program? Yes, okay. We have, but I'll take another. Uh, oh, for sure, here. for sure. I'm gonna see what these guys are doing next. But thank you so much. This is awesome. <laughs> Those guys are from Paris. So when Jacques shows up, we gotta have him talk French. Have him yeah, talk shop. He's actually doing a PR thing and then he's coming. Oh, that is great. Hey man, I'm Kurt. Nice to meet you. Oh, AJ. Great AJ, nice to meet you. Wait, which uh, films did you do again? Stay and Color the Camille. Oh, those are great. Those are great, man. Those are cool. I like how artistic, how poetic they are. Thank you. I'm so stoked to be here. Thank you for being here. Was that, is this your first time seeing your stuff on the screen? Oh, no. No, I've been, uh, been pretty lucky. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm about to go oh yeah, oh, so, so sorry, I don't want to interrupt you guys. Go ahead and talk to me. I just wanted to tell you, in case you ever are trying to do that kind of stuff, your best bet is to reach out to schools, film students. Ah. 
and they all just want to get their name on projects, so they may even do stuff for you for free, so you don't have to pay out. Because um, that's how I originally started out, going to like a, one in San Francisco. I can't remember. It's art something, but it's like a it's a film, like a they do all kinds of things. Every time I even get stuff up there, or smaller stuff, that's what I did. So the best bet. When you're looking for any help, these kids, and they have some of them have a And they're excited about using their skills. They're yeah. so excited. It's like they're, yeah. they got well, their engines he was running. I having a hard time finding I mean, people, and he did a lot of stuff I, I himself. I did everything myself. And all those moves, I did all the lighting, camera work. Incredible. Sound. I did I, I, the, the color correcting. I did Incredible. The, the credits are AJ Tedesco, done. That's outside of the, the acting that, or singing. That's I did everything. Wow. <laughs> And it's crazy, especially when you embark on that quest to do, like, not only to learn one skill, but then to learn three or four of these brand new things. You're like, oh my gosh. So, so the first festival I went to was the Stella Adler one. Oh, cool. And my daughter was watching the movie credits and all the other ones are like pages, and she's like, why is yours just like that? <laughs> and I'm like, because I'm poor. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I, mean, but I mean, they had like craft services on some of them. Oh, yeah. Things, and I'm like, AJ Tedesco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, peanut butter sandwich, jelly sandwiches by. Yeah, yeah, I made, yeah. I, I made the sandwiches. I did, yeah, I did everything. But to me, I, I thought of it as doing. This was like my film school. Right. Right. I went through it. and I learned all these things. Now I can get more into just maybe writing and directing because I can at least communicate in all these other languages. Oh, that's good. You know, like I can understand what the sound engineer is doing. Yeah. You know, I'm not great at it, but I can at least articulate what I need. Yeah, now. it's not I, much of this mystery anymore. You you at least have dip. You know, you you yes. dove into it. Yeah, I definitely touched everything. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. That's awesome. Um, so thank you for submitting your, your stuff to our, our Thanks for having me. Like festival. I said, I get, I just, you know, you know how many re- you get all the rejections and then you get the acceptance and it's just, you know, party time. It's just, it's such a good feeling. We love know? unique films. Yeah. I mean, we really love unique films. And uh, I mean, yes, we do, you know, experimental films, obviously. Um, just any unique film, especially those who are like, where it rings of like this wow, this person is very much a go-getter. Like, you could tell that they're just so um, concerned about creating the art that they want to see that nothing's stopping them. They're just like, okay, you know what? There are no boundaries. It's just my own limited imagination as to how I can get this thing done. Yeah, if I had a million dollars, those videos would be different. I, I, I forced them onto the screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by hook or by crook, they were getting up there. Oh, yeah. Especially Color of the Chameleon, because I'm like, how can I make this happen? with all the weird stuff that I want to do and I had to learn how to do the special effects myself incredible the only thing I farmed out was the stills like I don't have that kind of skill mm-hmm. so I paid a guy to do stills and they were brilliant but then I had to fill in all the cracks with a lot of other stuff and that was 100% me like I mean wow. every, I mean I did every, all the, the color correcting the editing the sound incredible and I mean I got down to like I went through the sound and pulled out all the you know the breaths and you know I That's mean like great. every little thing and was piecing together little words that I, I went that word didn't sound right and I'm you know moving around and wow just, I mean I basically would just go into a cave for like 20 hours and edit you know that kind of thing but I can't I mean I, I was, like I said it was my film school you know like I just I felt like when I did that by the time I did the second one I'm like okay I kind of you know, like, yeah, I want to film Well, and plus, now that you know about all those other aspects, you can kind of take those into consideration as, as you know, that's kind of simmering in the back of your brain as you're creating these other projects. So like, okay, I already know that I got I the skill set of how I could get these things done. Yeah. 
So now at least now you have a comfortable area, whereas before it was an uncomfortable area because you don't know anything about it. Now you're like, okay, now I kind of know what that color correction is going to Oh, you know, yeah. or how to light it yeah. beforehand to make it get a better, a different color correction effect. And I'm just not intimidated by, like, because when I said, oh, okay, I want to do color the chameleon, and like, like, I was so intimidated. I, I, 20 times I thought, I'm just going to give up, and then I crossed that line and said, F it, it's happening, whether I like it or yeah. not. And then after that, I'm like, whatever, you can do anything, right? You know, you get to, you got to get, you know, to that, pull yeah. that band-aid off. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And now you have that as a reference tool for the next thing, which is great. Yeah. God, it's so much fun. It it's is, so cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. coming out, by the Likewise. way. Likewise. Oh, I'm, uh, by the way, you're, you're, uh, I hope it's okay. I, I, I've been podcasting the whole, uh, this, this thing. So, um, the name of my podcast, it's called Inspirato Projecto. So by the end of the day, I, I like to try to get this stuff up on the podcast. Um, uh, or at least within a couple of days, because I usually stay here until nighttime. But, uh, it, it could be found on iTunes, on, uh, Spotify, all these different things. So this is a way for well people to, you know, to get to know your stuff, and and to promote you in the festival, obviously. So thanks for thanks for submitting your stuff. Yeah, likewise. I'm I'm so stoked to be here. Oh, great, man. Lights on. Oh, gotcha. So you guys, thank you uh, so much for coming out. My name is Kurt. Welcome to Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival. We're going to call it international, but we figured we want to be all-inclusive. You know, we want to make sure that if any extraterrestrials wanted to submit stuff, we'd make sure we'd leave that open for them. Are any of the filmmakers here for uh, Ghost Squad? That was the shortest q and I've ever done. Do you guys have any questions? I'll try to answer them. I didn't make the, I didn't make the movie, but I'll try to answer the questions. I would venture to, I would, well, there you go. That conducts our Q&A. Thank you very much. Uh, if any of you guys want to take any pictures against the backdrop with, uh, you know, pretend maybe the filmmakers are there with you. This is Robert from Twin Peaks, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Got a light. Uh, I know some of you filmmakers are here. Would you like to come on down here? I want to ask you guys some of these questions. Wow, that was a good block. That was a really good block. Can you hold on to this one? Sure. So just so you guys know, you're also on my uh, on my podcast. So this will be this will be going up on, online, and you guys will be able to hear this. Uh, so you can promote it to your friends who weren't able to come out tonight. Nice. Hello, podcast. So you're so that you're on the Inspirato Projecto podcast here at the uh, Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival. Now, you're Sergio. I'm Sergio. You directed Forever, yes. the movie we just saw. The last movie just now. Yeah. Thank you. And, and I'll let you introduce. Go ahead. Uh, I'm Joe, and I wrote it. And what movie did you work on? I did uh, Control CE. Oh, awesome. Thanks. So, uh, Sergio, so, well, for, so you wrote Forever, okay, right? Uh, yeah, I wrote Forever, and uh, Sergio and I co-produced it. And what, what, did, what first inspired you to write that film? Well, uh, we wanted to make a, 
a collaboration and, and um, uh, we sort of challenged each other uh, that uh, I would write it and he would direct it. And um, uh, I had an inkling of a story based on a story, an article in the LA Times which dealt with the, uh, um, uh, what happens to a person uh, in their social media after they die. And uh, that was the very seed of the idea and we started kicking around a whole bunch of other ideas that sort of crept up and agglomerated around that main idea. How long did it take for you to write that? Um, well, that was probably the quickest part, actually. We, well, I worked on the script for a, about a month and a half, maybe, something like that. Yeah. But we went through a lot of work on it, and we also worked... Uh, uh, Sergio worked extensively on the film, workshopping it with the actors, one of whom is too shy to come down. He's sitting over there. Oh, great. That's Excellent. Did you, were you the Alistair guys? Yes, with the glasses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did a great job being a creepy guy without fully, like you got little screen time, but it really made a lasting impression. I want to say that the, the acting there, it's, it's amazing because Brian is everything but what you just saw on screen, <laughs> at least as far as we know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, okay, so what drew you, so you, you guys kind of workshopped on the idea for that? Uh, yeah, I mean, just to back up real quick with Joe, we, you know, we met at a film festival, yeah. you know, and that's one of the things that we, we love the connections that we made at these festivals, and, you know, we're lucky enough to get to do these things again, and we'd always said, like, we should work on something, Joe had something he was working on, I had other projects that were working on, and then we just sort of eventually kind of circled back because we missed festivals. Yeah. That was one of the reasons why we were like, just make another movie so we can just do this again. And that was kind of the impetus for the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, meet, meeting other filmmakers um, is really the most valuable thing. I don't know if you, you've felt this, the same thing, but the connections that you make here at these festivals, that can, I mean, we didn't know that we lived, we lived sort of fairly local to each other, so we had that going for us, but I don't know if you've felt the same. So you did play Del Rey. I don't know. <laughs> so you, you did control the CE? Yeah, the, the sci-fi one that didn't have the comic book shop, the other one. Right, right, right. Yeah. So what, what inspired you for that one? Um, well, you know, dystopia is really in now. And uh, I was, I've just been really into uh, that genre. And I wanted to do something that was sort of like what The Matrix did, that was like smart, action-y kind of sci-fi. And... Uh, yeah, that's just, I originally was going to be animated, and I was reading a lot of, like, 70s dystopia, 70s and 80s dystopia, and that's just sort of what, what came out. Um, it's sort of like the first, like, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, or, like, first part of, like, what a feature kind of would be, but I tried to really make it self-contained, uh, like a self-contained story. So have you stretched it out into a, into a th uh, feature? I mean, in my head, in, in an outline, uh, but nothing like concrete yet. Are you fascinated with AI type of technology as that's evolving now? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of scared to death of it, but I really want like one of those Teslas, you know, so I don't have to wait around in traffic and just <laughs> can like read or, you know, go on my phone in traffic, so... I think now, it has its place. How'd you choose your location? Uh, well, it's a it's a stage. Oh, so you, uh, so you built that? 
Yeah, I originally uh, I was going to do it in like parking garages and stuff and, and all around, but I, I talked to this really clever um, dude and uh, and he convinced me to uh, do it uh, like like they used to shoot, like he said they used to shoot Star Trek like that with the movable walls and stuff where you can kind of adjust your shapes for your sets and stuff. So we did it like that instead of locations. Maybe next time I'll do a mix of both. I don't know. Uh, but it's all part of movie magic, isn't it? Right, right, yeah, yeah. It was nice to have, like, dressing rooms and bathrooms, like, right there. So, uh, so were they multiple, uh, you know, like, reversible jacket? Were there multiple things, like, on the other side of the wall you flip it around and something else? Well, there were only one side, but, I mean, you could change the shapes, and, uh, and then that was pretty much the gist of it, um, you know, ceilings and... That, that could kind of move around doors and um, I don't want to reveal all the tricks, I guess. Yeah, don't give away all the <laughs> tricks. Now, uh, have you done other movies besides that? Yeah, I did. I've done one other short uh, that was just much, much, much simpler without uh, any effects. Uh, like It was almost like one of those uh, like Dogma 95 movies. Um, without like any guns or any props or anything, um, just to like see if I could even make a movie. And so this uh, was just something, because I love big effects movies. And uh, so this was uh, just sort of me like seeing what I could do with, uh, God forbid uh, I say the word, but green screen. It's, it's hard to say that. You know, they did it's the not. first... Well, they did, <laughs> but it's uh, okay. Yeah. They used a blue screen when, when they were flying the Millennium Falcon in Star Wars, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's okay for them. It's okay for us. It's okay. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> so how did you cast your film? Um, what did I use? I used uh, LA Casting and um, just kind of put it out there and just used the most experienced uh, actors that would work for free. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I, uh, that's, that's basically it. Um, I, I, it was really hard to find dudes, actually. I was looking for, like, really big dudes, intimidating dudes, and I, I don't know. I ended up, all the dudes in it were, like, uh, most of them were just pe people that I knew. Um, I, I don't know why I had trouble finding, like... Like the casting call I use, I was just looking for like big, overweight guys, and I couldn't find any. So you didn't, you didn't try hanging out at any uh, motorcycle clubs, any motorcycle bars? That would have been a good idea, <laughs> um, but no, I didn't. Well, now um, you know where to go for the future ones. Yeah, for the big guys. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just kept getting all these like really trim and well-built, muscular guys, which, I don't know, I was looking for like just massive um, Professional wrestlers, no, that's another idea. Yeah, maybe I just should have lied and put pro wrestlers on it or something, I don't know. Um, but Do you have other ideas for movies, cooking in that brain of yours? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Have you started up those scripts yet? Sure, yeah, I got a couple cooking. Um, you know, if anyone, no one, anyone cares, yeah, sure. Lots. Well, you sound very excited about them. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited. I just don't want to bore everyone. <laughs> I think our excitement uh, vibes out into everybody. You know, I think when people see that we're excited about stuff, I think sometimes that's that's. Contagious. Oh, you're right. You're 100 percent right. Yeah. It is excited. Yeah. Um, you know, 
I, I, I just I try and stay a little grounded, you know, with some stuff that's, uh, you know, pra more practical, right? You want to say practical. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, you just go crazy. And sometimes you just got to let the madman out of the yeah, laboratory. And use the green screen. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. I love it. Did you, I, got, I, got, I have got a couple questions for these guys. Uh, can you hand that to this yeah. guy? <laughs> what's, so what's your name again? I'm Joe. Oh, very good. Joe, how did you guys find your casting, the, the people that you casted? Uh, actually, it was, all, I mean, it was all people that we knew. Yeah. Because, uh, well, Joe can talk about Alana. I know, uh, again, Brian, uh, I met him at a film festival. We were at a... At a fest, I think uh, I forget what it was. Which one it was? It was uh, in, Hol in the LA Film School. What, what, your... Oh yeah. So a buddy of mine. Yeah, it was a buddy of mine that somebody I knew had put on a festival one day thing, and he, you know, programmed a really cool lineup. And one of the films Brian was in, and it was called Criticized, and uh, they were there. And afterwards, they just had a lot of opportunity to just socialize and hang around and talk. And we got to talking and just sort of stayed in touch. And when it came around time to uh, start thinking about this one, and we sort of immediately thought of uh, Brian for Alistair. For, because can I, can I talk about the universal thing? So what you, I don't know if you guys know. Some of you know Brian. I think you're here, uh, friends of his. But he is, when you take the universal tour around the back lot and you get to the psycho house, he plays, he's one of the people that plays Anthony Perkins that comes out. Fantastic. Norman Bates. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sorry, yeah. not Anthony Perkins, Norman Bates, but he, he, is, he is there every day, hiding bodies in cars. <laughs> like 20 a day, right? It's like 20 a day. Yeah, and so, you know, it was the Alistair felt in the ballpark. Yeah. I, um, uh, when we got the three actors uh, in a room, uh, we just let them run with the characters because we we developed a lot of backstory for it. And Brian had a really fun idea. He said to us privately that uh, before he met uh, the lady that played Ginny, uh, and, and he wanted to start stepping into the character at that time. Um, as you can see, he doesn't wear spectacles, but he wore spectacles every time he was in the room with Alana. And he was a little bit off with her. He's the warmest, loveliest fellow you could you could meet in real life. But he was just a little bit off, not making eye contact, not being very friendly. And it set a strange vibe between <laughs> them. Um, and that, it was really uh, fascinating to see that. And and the three of them workshopped their whole lives together. Like when we imagined the characters, um, if you glean the little details in the story, where Alistair is actually Michael's um, uh, roommate, but he's got a little thing for Ginny, and yeah. there's a strange relationship, the strange dynamic between Ginny and her brother. All of those things, it makes for a really kind of like messed up threes company. And we, we sort of like workshop that stuff, and, uh, and we, we even workshop the, the, the drive before the opening scene where he's taken her back from the, uh, uh, the funeral. Um, and it was all really valuable, because when you work on a short film, you have to gather all your resources and make it all happen in a very small fragment of a second to give a, an impression of a larger world. Like when you mm -hmm, were building mm -hmm. your sci-fi movie, you were building an entire civilization with that beyond, beyond the walls. And, and we, you do that, any filmmaker does that, but it was 
really fun to see there. And just to kind of throw out, as the writer, throw out those ideas. And Sergio kind of took it and ran with it and started bouncing it off, the, off, off our three actors. It was a very creative period. You know, it's interesting. Could you hand the microphone to him, yeah. please? You just said something, uh, something I was going to ask you about. Now, well, now with your... Thank you. So now, uh, with that world that lies outside of, like, did you have that in your brain as to what that world is, is like? Uh, yeah, I had a couple uh, different things. So the CE stands for, like, Common Era. So that's, like, the time period. So that obviously means, like, it's now. So that kind of gives you an idea of what is outside. But then again, it doesn't. Um, but I don't know. You know, I guess we'll have to wait I, or something. I had an idea about your movie. I oh. thought we were going to see when they run out into the corridor, spoiler, and you see the 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 the, the, uh, the clouds above. I thought we were going to see at the end that they were like rats in a some sort of a little trap, like, like sort of a lab experiment. Well, they. I mean, yeah, that's they basically are like, like rats in a in a in a, in a that's essentially what it is. They're, they are rats, like, trapped in there, and they, they, don't, they don't get their, their cheese in the end, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of small details in the movie. If you look at their ID badges, there's actually, like, a map of the uh, environment. I, like, drew a map, and they're, like, actually running through it. Uh, but you, you'd have to, like, watch it and pause it and, and to see. Um, so you had little Easter eggs in there. Yeah, yeah. It goes along with what you were saying, like the way that you guys were talking about how you already you 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 built up the the conversation with them in the car. You had you figured out the relationships between these guys, and it's intriguing how all the stuff that you don't talk about, it's still like we still get remnants of that within the film, in yeah. a weird way. And we don't we don't really have a handle on what really that is, but we know that that is there. There was a process of our original cut. So what we have now is 12 minutes, 57 seconds. But the original cut was more than a half an hour long, which we knew was never going to be the final. But there were a lot of, you know, we shot a lot of uh, things that I think we even knew that we weren't going to do. Like the conversation in the car, if you were to actually edit that whole thing together, it would probably be longer than the film itself. So it was just a matter of picking out what exactly we needed. But all of that moment... But we needed the actors to get to those emotional moments. So we had them just play the scenario all the way through. And you know, and, and we decided not to make it a plot point. Like we didn't want their dialogue to actually come through except for those few moments where you hear Jamie talking, saying I'm sorry, because that's that's all we wanted. Mm. You know, and, and and it was a long scene, but it was but we knew really that we were never gonna use it all. And then in the process of making the film you know, it was one of those films that really, when people say, like, film is made and, you know, it, it's written once, when you write it, it's, it's made once. You, you produce it, you shoot it, it's made again. When you edit it, it's remade a whole new time. That really holds true here, where we saw the film going in a certain direction. Originally, it was supposed to be very much a noir story, very black and white monochromatic. We were going to go, and we'd even, I think, bounce around the idea of doing it black and white. Uh, and then at one point, driven by that uh, chandelier that's in Jimmy's apartment, that blue sort of clamshell-y chandelier that came down. We were looking, we, you know, we're looking at it, the edit, at the edit, and we keep seeing it very being, being a very striking central figure in the, in the apartment. And we were, we were looking at this, and it's such a blue. 
And you know, we immediately hit on that idea that like, I, what, we, what I believe we have in the first 90% of the movie is actually a Jalo film. It's very much a Baba-inspired story with modern sensibilities. So let's push it there. And so there were scenes, there were dialogue sequences and scenes that we, uh, knowing that we wanted to go into that realm, the Jalo realm, we could lose and replace with something much more uh, impressionistic. You know, the, the pictures, the, the whole sequence with the photos and the photo nightmare never existed in the script and never existed in the first draft. We, you know, it's, it's sort of something that we then took. We had all this footage. We were able to manipulate the things we had to create this scene that replaced something that was already there. Yeah, we, well, we, when we, were, we, we had to make a lot of props, uh, Sergio kind of let me go for a second unit director and I, and I, and I went out uh, to sort of re have the actors enact their lives together. So we needed all that weird photography. Some of it very sweet, some of it a little kind of not quite innocent, and I'm not gonna say too much more about that. But uh, we had so many pictures. We, wanted, we knew we wanted to have them just like an, an, an orgy of imagery across the bed when she, when, when she sees them to get the idea of this obsessive relationship she had with her brother. That, um, that actually spoke to us, it's like, Look at all this great stuff we've got here, we, and it was a lot—a real depth of character, like physically. I think I don't know—we got maybe like a thousand uh, in, Instagram pictures we we printed out, and um, uh, it was a, a real rich uh, depth of material there. That's awesome. Can you uh, pass it to him real quick? What is your name, by the way? I'm Chad. Chad, I'm Kurt. Nice to meet you. Kurt, nice to meet you. So, uh, do, if there was a genre that you wanted to work in, what 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 would it be? Uh, that maybe you haven't explored yet. You you guys mentioned film noir, did you? Mm -hmm. Or yeah, uh, that that would be it. Maybe like a sort of like a. I'm not copying you. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not unless, copying unless you. I'm not copying you. In which case I am. Uh, like when you of, see floating pictures, that has nothing to do uh, with the I film not, you just saw. Years. I would not do that. I promise. Um, uh, uh, like uh, maybe a. Uh, like a supernatural kind of film noir thing, you know, something like that. Yeah. What about westerns? <sighs> I, I, no. Sorry. You never know, do you? Never know. No, I mean, it's like, I wouldn't, I like, you know, who doesn't like the man with no name, right? But like, I, I don't know. I don't want to say no, but like, I just haven't seen a western in like, 20 years that uh, hasn't wowed me. I don't know. I don't want to say that out loud, but I did. So, uh, there's something that uh, you guys were talking about, about with the networking, how you guys had met each other at, at a film festival. I think it's awesome that, you know, all of, all of you have come out here for this common goal, whether you submitted films or whether you're out here to support these folks. Um, it doesn't hurt just to turn to the person sitting next to you in the seat and go, hey, you know, what, is one of these films yours? Or are you got a, do you have a film in the works? Because you just have no idea, right, in the future, how the heck it's all going to work out. You just named all these examples of how you guys met each other in these various circumstances and you worked with each other, and you just keep that inspiration flowing, and before you know it, you got tons of movies under your belt. Do, do, you, uh, do you network a lot at film festivals? I'm, so, I'm sorry? Do you network a lot at film festivals? I am horrible at networking. I'm so, I don't even, like, it's embarrassing. I'm just bad at it. I mean, I'm here alone. 
Like, <laughs> no, I mean, my it was it was uh, like my my casting crew like they 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 support the film and stuff. Uh, they just couldn't make it out. I, I've been bugging them too much, I guess. I don't know, but um, but bullying them? No, uh, bugging. Oh, bugging them. Yes. Bugging them. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no bullying. Uh, okay, does anyone have any questions out there, out there in yonder? Yes? How'd you get all those pictures? Was it, did you guys take it, or was it already, like, from their past, and you just copied it and then present it? Yeah, there were two photos that were manipulated, where we actually went in, the, the photos which she's taking uh, her hair clip off, and she puts it down on that long line of photos that's on her dresser. Oh, that one, yeah. There's, there's one with the two kids representing their, her and, and her brother. Those we actually photo, they're not even, are they them? They're not them, are they like Google um, images? Well, I don't want to talk too much about it, but it, <laughs> uh, it, we, the characters have an, um, Ginny uh, and uh, Alistair refer to each other as bee and bear. So that uh, we, need, we, we needed a little bee and, uh, and a bear. Um, uh, you can you can find um, uh, generic um, bee and bear costumes if you look hard enough, but it takes a little bit of movie magic to put them together, and that's all I'll say about that. And to Joe's credit, the, all the other photos, everything else that we had, there were several, he mentioned a bit earlier, there were several scenarios that we, in the sort of rehearsal and workshopping of the film, that we went out to, uh, and actually, I was not present in a lot of them, because I didn't want to be. I didn't want the the actors to feel like they needed to perform or do anything. So Joe would organize these outings for Lana and Matt, who plays Mikey. Yeah, they, they, re, they would actually go to a dinner and have dinner. And Joe would kind of just be there to take pictures. And sometimes he would give them the camera to take pictures. And sometimes he would just sort of be a fly on the wall. It was embarrassing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, and I, I was there for one of them, the, the, the pool. So yeah. in our apartment where my wife right there. Uh, we lived in this apartment in the Lake, and they had a pool, and in, in they had an outing where they were having a like, pool day, and uh, that was our place, and so I was there for that, and that was the only one, I think, because yeah. uh, I really just wanted them to be free to explore, and they were in character when they were doing these photo shoots, yeah. and I just wanted them to explore that and sort of report back to me was, was, was what we did. Yeah, I... Um... Uh, Sergio had this wonderful camera that we would. I don't remember if we used the, the 5D in the in the shooting. I can't remember. No, it was, was shot on. This whole yeah. thing was shot on like the, the Canon 5D back when it was popular. Yeah, but yeah. I, I had this little uh, snappy camera, as I used to call it, about the size of a packet of cigarettes, and um, it was kind of grainy and and low res, and um, it was sort of appalling that I was using that for anything creative, but. I literally put it in the hands of the actors, and they did some very sort of um, uh, impressionistic things, uh, and we got some incredible, like weird sort of like uh, uh, like Surah paintings, where they just been waving the camera around, and you got these weird motion blurs and everything, and and some of the imagery we got out of it was really beautiful. We've got an Instagram for the movie, which um, uh, what are we Forever Movie? Yes, for, yeah, Forever, forever. at Forever Movie. And we've been putting up a lot of Ginny's um, uh, secret pictures there, trying to be a bit, I don't want to tip our hand too much, but because some of the stuff the actors shot of just messing around with the camera, it turned out to be really wonderful. It's sort of improvisational uh, uh, pictures that um, uh, it, um, 
got some room. That's where the, the pictures came from. The actors were in. Chris, do you know what time, what time's the next block? Uh, nine thirty. Oh God. Okay. So we have ten. Okay. So we should probably conclude this Q and A. You guys, thank you so much for coming out. And we have this wonderful wall here. You guys take photos against the wall if you'd like. Thank you guys for participating. Thanks a lot, dude. Yeah, I appreciate Thank you. it. Yeah, that was an awesome. <laughs> it was great block. that you guys were. Have you have you uh, seen your stuff on up, up on the screen before? Yeah, yeah, I have. I have. This is a great theater, though. Yeah, yeah we got we're really fortunate to to be in this, this is theater. An amazing theater. Like, it's like, it's so cool because, it's just like, I don't know. They've been so nice to us and so accommodating, mm -hmm. and that makes a huge difference so in the vibe. Are, of, this is the official theater for the whole festival. So you guys were saying yep. you, you got one dedicated screen. Which is oh, cool. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very nice. intimate, but the screen's very large yeah. and the sound's very good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's really important. You need to feel it and yeah. see it. Like, mm. Oh, yeah. Because we're all like, on, this, on this computer screen when we're making a movie. Yeah. You know, like, no, that we need to have it here. That's why you do it. Uh, make pictures for, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's take some for pictures. you know, the movie's about to play, but it... Sounds great. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm Chad. Ernie, nice to meet you. Ernie, nice to meet you. Cool, cool. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, dude. Greetings, folks. Sources say that humans love meat and humans love clowns. So, therefore, a combination of meat and clowns makes for an ideal mascot for basically anything under the sun. That's why our ever-present, almighty, dear, charismatic leader has authorized us to invoke the power of the meat clown to hawk some cheap product to you. And when we say cheap, we mean cheap. $30 will get you 100 one-inch buttons. That's right, button products, folks. The kind you put on your shirt to advertise your band, your brand, or your art. But that's not all. We also have 1.25-inch button products at $40 per 100. And let me tell you, that quarter of an inch makes a huge difference. And of course, there is a uh, big, lovable three-inch buttons. We have a hundred of those for only $70. Oh goodness, deals, deals, deals. Buy now, buy now, buy now. We advertise this as urgent to catch your attention, but the reality of it is you can order anytime from www.meatclownbuttons.bigcartel.com. It's Meat Clown approved. Okay, can I please have uh, any of the filmmakers and or actors or um, anyone involved with any of the productions we just saw on screen, could you, uh, if you feel up to it, would you like to come up here and let people know the process of what you went through to make this stuff? So, uh, what is your name, sir? I'm Brad Pugliese. And uh, what, what, what did you work on? I had the Furco Fallback music video. <laughs> oh, very good, very good, very good. You also have another movie uh, out here, don't you? Yeah, uh, Down to Earth played at the Comedy Block on Friday night. So, what, what was your inspiration behind making that, that music video? So, my friend, he wrote the song about like a year ago, and it was, he had someone else shoot it for him, but it wasn't the right location. And he didn't want to release the video he had before, so I told him I really liked the song, and he wanted to do another one on the cruise. We actually took a cruise to Bermuda, 
And I was telling him this is the perfect opportunity to get the footage, and it's going to be beautiful. We have to shoot. And it kind of turned into half vacation, half business trip. And I just, like, you know, went out. Just, I went so hard. And we shot, like, six days out of the seven days. And we met the actress on the cruise ship. She just became one of our new friends. And I met, like, a lot of new people along the way. And it was just it was fun. It was, it was like the, I don't know, it was, it was business, but it was really just a lot of fun. It's cool how those magical circumstances just come about, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. You just notice that when you follow your heart, very interesting things kind of develop, don't they? Exactly. Um, i trying to think of something else in production that happened. How long did it take for you to edit that? Um, I spent probably over 24 hours editing. I mean, I was editing on Premiere, and then I used DaVinci to color grade it, um, and I went to the studio, because I go to Pratt, and they had like some editing suites, so I spent some time signing out the studio to go back and like edit it. And he really wanted to release it um, like pretty soon. So I, I kind of like, I don't know, I spent like a lot of time on it. And I, knew I have to work on thesis, but I don't know, this project was really important to me, so I put in a lot of work. So you edited it basically in a day? Um, I'd say around a day, maybe a little more, because color grading was like, extra work that I had put in. Um, yeah. I've noticed that's one of the best things about filmmaking. When you don't have a high budget, you, your creativity really expands, doesn't it? That's true. We had to come up with some inventive ways. And I just had um, you know, DSLR, and I shot it with like a hand rig. Because um, I couldn't bring like all the equipment I had on this cruise ship. I had to like you know, put it in two bags and really just rely on you know, the acting and just what kind of like quick shots we can make happen. And I'm, I'm glad that we got, it's not like a lot of long takes. There's only a few shots that last like more than five seconds. Uh, could you pass the mic to that guy? I got a couple questions for him. Now, sir, what did, what did you work on? We met earlier, but these people might not know who you are. Color of the Chameleon, is that working? Oh yeah, okay. oh, yeah we can hear you. So you did Color of the Chameleon? Yeah. And then how long did it take for you to make that? That's tough, to, um, you know, because I didn't do it all at once. So, I don't know. Just talk a little more in uh, front. Uh, Two-month process, process, probably. It took you two months to put that together? Probably, yeah. Um, how long did it take for people to put the art in there? So, um, you know, I found this amazing guy in Craigslist that did the stills. And, you know, basically it was, he was doing like a, basically a frame a day for, I don't know, a couple weeks. We used all but two of the ones that he did. Where did the, the original uh, inspiration come from? So it was a short story I wrote about, I don't know, 10 years ago. And it was really about the difference between basically being sentient and not being sentient. And the trade-offs between getting up every morning not knowing what the heck to do and the billions of questions we have as opposed to just waking up in the morning and going, <clears throat> you know, I'm food or I'm, I'm going to eat something. <laughs> <laughs> right? Those are your two choices, and that was really what the coyote and the rabbit thing was about, was predator and prey and how simple that is versus what we have to deal with. It's really cool that you had the courage to follow through with creating your vision. Um, yeah, I had to will it onto the screen because I didn't have the money to fully animate it. I, I, my original intention was to animate it, and then I looked in, it was like $20,000 a minute or something, and I go, yeah, I'm going to have to do something else. <laughs> We were talking out there in the hallway about how when you, uh, when you have a passion and you just decide to create the art that you want to see in the world, we've heard that many times, create the art that you want to see out there in the world, not just trying to recreate something else that you've seen or trying to follow some sort of formula, but just kind of letting it 
kind of evolved through you and just trusting it. And it just kind of leads you there, doesn't it? Yeah, it was piece after piece. I just, it just kind of happened. Um, yeah, I just had idea after idea. And then at the end of it, it, you know, I was pretty happy with the way it came out. That's cool. Can you pass the mic yeah. on to this fellow? So you, you, uh, you did, which movie did you do? Uh, Before Jellyfish. And you flew all the way out from Paris, didn't you? Yes. That's fantastic, all the way from Paris. We've met some extraordinary people. My English is not very well. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Go ahead, just hold that a little closer to your, to your mouth. Right. And so where did, where did this idea come from? It's uh, a beginning, it was, um, I was at uh, the sea, and uh, I saw a lot of jellyfish, and after it was uh, a dream that I had, and it was a, a, a very poor guy who was digging in, he was digging in the, in the mud, and uh, he dreamed this nebula, it transformed uh, the, the jellyfish in, uh, in this nebula. And after, I thought it's, uh, it's uh, a good thing to, to make the, the short film. Pull a little closer, yeah, yeah. And uh, I worked um, six months because I'm working. <coughs> it's, it was not uh, the only project. I'm working uh, three, uh, three projects in the same time, but uh, it's very different. So you have three. You had three different projects. Are the what? What's the status of the other two projects? Are, it, you, are finished now. Oh, they're finished. Uh, yes. Yes. And what? What are those? Are you okay to talk about those two? Yes, and another it's um, it's uh, this the name is Lights Memory, and I'll present it in Paris at the White Night uh, in uh, fifth days, and uh, another it's uh, Z Dream. It's uh, it's inspired by, uh, by a um, novel of a uh, writer, and it's a fantastic uh, novel. And, but I transformed it uh, at my, uh, in my head. It's, it's my vision of this novel. And the, the, this last film it was selected in two festivals in New York uh, in uh, three weeks. But I cannot uh, go because I, I, I do go in Paris. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming out here and deciding uh, to, to a, so this is the first time it's, you've seen it on the big screen. Yes, yes. Were you pretty pleased with seeing uh, how the vision yes, came yes. out and hearing the sounds and everything? Yes, it's, it's very interesting to see it in uh, big, but I have um, some ideas to transform it uh, a little. <laughs> because I'm working, um, for me it's not finished, the film. It's, uh, it's alive and uh, he can be transformed. But it's difficult for the festivals because uh, I have, uh, uh, for one festival, uh, I have, I send a film, but uh, one week after I transform it and it was not the same, uh, it was the same, but uh, a little different. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> well, can you pass that on to this yes. fellow? I'm gonna ask him a couple questions. So what, what, movie, uh, what movie did you work on? Um, I made Portal Fuel. Oh, that's great. Oh, my God. You're the dude in Portal Field. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. So do you have a twin brother, or were you acting uh, against no, yourself? No, uh, I used a body double of somebody who, Incredible. thankfully, was the same height and coloring, and we just, you know, there's one tiny moment if you pause that I think you can tell it's not me, but other than that, we just kind of got lucky he didn't turn his head. You did a great job playing two different personalities. Thank you. Um, appreciate it. Um, I guess 
one thing I would mention is the origin of it kind of came from uh, the uh, military suit that I wear, and that is actually my <laughs> grandfather's World War II um, uniform. And so I kind of had this idea of um, having two people on different timelines kind of meeting and what that would be like. And then I remembered that I had this sitting in my parents' closet. Um, so I went home and tried it on, and like I didn't tailor it. I didn't do anything. It was literally like fit like a glove. And I was That's like, awesome. Yeah, Plus you really had your cool. grandfather's spirit with you on set. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's fantastic that you, sh this is one of those examples of showing without telling. Like you're not really giving any sort of actual context of what's going on. You're, you're leaving little pieces, little, it's a mystery for the audience to try to figure out what the heck's going on. Totally. Um, I look at it as kind of the opening scene of a larger piece. And so for that, I kind of gave myself the freedom to not try to have a traditional just beginning, middle, end structure to it. Um, and yeah, make it mostly about the intrigue and trying to get people, make it a hook. Because as it unfolds, we learn little bits little bits and pieces more and more. Yeah. Yet it never actually truly gives us the answer, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like, right? I, I We're feel getting like little questions answered, but just not the question answered. I feel like when films, like the answer is always a little disappointing. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like the less that you give is yeah. in keeping people intrigued and keeping people engaged and not totally confused, because that's always a fine line. I mean, my personal preference is sometimes going like way past that line and people are like, what the hell's happening? But um, yeah, so trying to find that balance was uh, a fun challenge. Now, those, uh, those drone shots, was that a CGI little person out there? Or was oh, that no, that's, that's me hiking. Um, yeah, that was just, uh, we, the DP was up on the hill behind me and we were communicating through walkies. And so I was just kind of out hiking around. It was like two or three feet of snow drift that I kept falling through. Only thing that I was seeing around me was bear tracks. Uh, so, <laughs> so it was a fun, like, 45 minutes of the shoot. Oh, yeah, added, added an unseen tension to the scene, right? Yeah. Like, when's yeah. there, if, you know, there might be a bear hiding out there. <laughs> yeah, I think you see that in my performance, yeah. <laughs> like, let's shoot the scene quick, man. <laughs> exactly. That's good, that's good, man. Well, um, thank you for that. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to get a microphone over this guy. I was just inspired by another question. Oh, by the way, do any of you guys have questions? Do any, of you, do any of you guys have questions for, for any of these guys up on stage? No? Do any of you filmmakers have uh, films here in this festival that we're going to see later? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Which one did you work on again? Uh, I'm the DP and producer of Rockstar. Oh, yes, Rockstar. Did we show that one yet? No, that's on um, Thursday, right before the award ceremony. Oh, very good, very good. Um, so what, what other projects have you worked on? Um... As in short films, why? Yeah, like was was that your, was the music video your first thing you worked on, or was? Uh... So this summer was the first time I worked on music videos at all. I did a uh, the first one I finished um, was called Molly, and the artist was Mike Waite. And after that, I started shooting for my other friend Eamon, who um, also his features Furco in his music video. And I shot I started shooting his first, but I didn't finish editing his yet. And then I shot um, the fallback video on the cruise, and I worked on that one. Um, just like I had that, I wanted to get that one done first, so I set myself a goal that I finished that one. And I started doing some freelance work over the summer, so I was getting bogged down. Um, and the last short film I made was Down to Earth, the one that uh, screened on Friday. And now I'm working on my thesis film, which is still in pre-production. But um, a couple short films I made before Down to Earth were Diablo and The Whip. And I have those online free on Vimeo, um, Vimeo.com, Beatpugs Film. And yeah, I just, I really loved making the music videos. And I'd never done it before. It was just really exciting to.
try to tell a story in a new way and not have dialogue and and just work with the artists that I've been friends with for years. So if I heard you correctly, you're still in college while you're making this stuff? Yes, I'm going to be a senior. I'm a senior right now for my, um, my fall semester at Pratt Institute. So I go to school in Brooklyn, and I'll be graduating at the end of spring. I think it's fantastic that you're not waiting until you graduate to get something done. Like you, the, inspirato, the inspiration is just striking you, and you're just going with it. Yeah, I'm really trying to push myself because I know when I graduate, I want to have a lot of stuff to, to show and have people you know, appreciate my work for what, what it really is. And it's just the love that I've poured into it. And I've been writing a feature film. It's about 110 pages right now. I just have to find some time to do that on top of the thesis and my other assignments because I'm trying to make a fashion film next to. Um, I've never made a fashion film before, so we'll see how that goes. By fashion film, what, what do you mean by that? I'm taking a class called um, Film and Fashion, and our final assignment is just to make a fashion film. And I can kind of go with whatever concept I wanted to, but I wanted to connect it to my thesis and have the main character... Um, he like struggles with anger issues and I want to have him go through like a, a transition where he's like trying to release his anger throughout the film and I haven't written the script yet so that's going to clear up the story part of it. It's really just kind of a concept right now and um, I'm really excited to cast for it and I think casting is one of my favorite parts of the whole filmmaking process because I think the acting is something I really emphasize and I encourage improv in my short films um, all the way. Improv's the best. It comes from an honest place. Yes, yeah, and aspect. Exactly. It's, it's really a lot more believable, and the conversation flows more when you're just, you know, yes, and, and then it just goes back and forth between the actors. It's natural. Like, it's almost real. Now, you're saying for the casting, do you, uh, how do you do casting at your college? Is there, like, a, some special bulletin board you hang it up on, or do you put the word out through the teachers? How does that work? Um, sometimes, if I'm looking for an actor desperately, I'll ask around for friends, but usually... I would either use someone I know, or I've used backstage before, and it's kind of like a, um, it's not free really, you can like find people on it, but um, Pratt gives you like a, a little code that you can put in to like post things, and you can have people um, submit for like your project, I don't know, you, you put like um, a synopsis up, and people will get interested in it, and then you can have them come audition for it, so backstage is really helpful, I think, and um, I'm actually, I want, I mean, I was in Down to Earth, I really want to be an actor, that's kind of my main pursuit in filmmaking, um, aside from writing, because writing is really creative, too. Well, that's the best thing. You just put yourself in your own films, right? No, nobody's controlling your destiny, except yeah. you that way. Exactly, and I have to. It's kind of complicated when you're directing as well, because you, you want to focus on your character, and you also have to focus on the other characters, so it's, it's complicated. You know, I, it really helps out when you have a DP that knows your script well, and that you can plan before, and um, yeah, I really hope that I can continue to be in my own films, and I don't know, it, I usually give myself a smaller role just because it's easier to, to like, manage it, but, um, I'd love to be in a film someday where I don't direct it, where I'm just there to perform, and where I can have someone else, you know, guide me or help me out, and, yeah, I really just want to, um, yeah, continue to act, but I gotta move out to L.A. first, so, it's my first time I've been in California, actually. This weekend. Well, thank you for coming out to California. That's really cool. Yeah, thank you. I'm Can so you glad to be that here. to him? I just ha I have a question for him. So, how did you get the casting done for your movie? I asked my daughter if she had any friends. <laughs> so, the, what accelerated the timeline on this? I originally was just going to do this for YouTube, and then my daughter's like, "No, you should put it in film festivals." 
So there was one with a deadline coming up in two weeks. And I had everything done except the, the narration and the part with the, the, the guy. And it was actually my daughter's boyfriend. <laughs> That's like the elder in the, in the thing. It's called and, the cartoon effect yeah, on there. That, yeah. that kind of... Yeah, so that's almost CGI-ish. Well, it's called an abstraction in, in, when you do it in editing software, where you basically just you turn you turn it into animation. Um, so we just had to go this insane thing, and, and I had other people cast for it, and they but they couldn't do it till later on. So I just pulled other people in and just said, you know, read these lines. <laughs> um, and so yeah, it was just friends of my daughters. How many other films have you worked on? So I had the Stay video, which played yesterday, which is a music video, and I've done other shorts. But what I, the reason I wasn't going to do this for film festivals is I want to make a feature film, but everybody told me you got to make short films first, mm. right? So I just was going to make I, I already planned out a series of short films. I just made kind of like my film school because I, I got a day job and I can't, <laughs> can't go, to, go to film school. So this is really, that's what this has all been, is, is, is film school for me, basically. Which is also admirable. You know, a lot of people use their, their jobs or their families as an excuse as to why they're not following their passions instead of going, hey, what do I have in my environment? Oh, I got a son and a daughter. Well, why don't we make a movie with those two? Or, uh, geez, even if you got a job, it's like, hey, can I use the office? Yeah, if you got nights and weekends, you know, you got, you got time. And that's basically what I did nights and weekends for <laughs> a long time. Can you uh, please hand this over to him? I'm going to ask him one question, then we're going to skedaddle out of here. How many films have you made? Uh, five. You've five made shorts. five? Yes. What, um, so when you made that first film, what, what inspired you to make the, the very first film you did? Did you go to college to learn it, or did you just kind of teach yourself? I, I uh, studied the fine arts, and I'm, uh, I'm a sculptor also. It was an installation, and uh, it, it was not enough for me. And I wanted to, to make uh, much, and uh, I uh, meet uh, a guy, um, he, an editor, um, image editor and sound editor, and uh, I um, started to work with him, and it was fantastic. And I, um, I realized that... Uh, what I made before sculpture or drawings, it was very, very limited. And now I was uh, free to make uh, everything I want because I had sound, image, uh, words, uh, everything. And uh, it, it, it was the beginning. But I never thought that I, I was beginning to make uh, films. And after I, I finished the first, and uh, this one was uh, the, the second, but the others were was uh, is, are very different, and it's uh, I, I I think it's fantastic. But I I I'm, I do not want to make a feature. I like very much Bill Viola oh, and uh, this uh, school of uh, it's more contemporary art, uh, not video because video I do not like very much, but short. Uh, uh, contemporary, it's very interesting for me. Excellent. Well, you guys, thank you so much for coming out. We have. Oh, yes. Oh, you got a question. I do have a question. Yes. Um, so my question is: Is this is all of your work um, experimental? Like all of your film work so far, has it been experimental? Because you clearly have a grasp of rhythm and imagery, and like it has a really beautiful hypnotic uh, quality to it, and so. I'm just, I'm just curious if, 
Yes, it's it's this uh, idea because what I make it's very personal, um, and uh, I try not to see um, shorts on YouTube, YouTube, mm. uh, or uh, I see shorts only in festivals because I like and uh, I, when we are coming here, you are seeing. But I uh, try to to keep uh, my personal um, situation in in the shorts and not to be influenced by by the others because in uh, in sculpture or in drawing in uh, when I make my studies well, you can be uh, um, influenced mm. by mm -hmm. many things. Uh, um, I do not say in English. Uh, um, well, it's, it's, do you just not want? Are you worried about like being blamed of copying off of someone else, or is that why you don't watch other movies? No, 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 not this. But when you are seeing a lot of things uh, involuntary, you can um, um, make uh, things like the others. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it's very uh, personal and interior. And I, I, I want to keep this uh, like this. And after, I'm not very interesting for the result. It's uh, if it's a success, well, I'll make it. And after, it's, it's so you're like just this. more excited about just creating your vision that's coming to you. Uh, 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 excuse me. Are you just more excited about the idea of bringing your your imagination into into film? Yes, yes, it's, uh, it's, uh, I, I try to, 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 to translate the ideas in uh, image and sound and uh, words, uh, because the others, uh, uh, I have dialogues and uh, a lot of other things. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to ask him one more question. You know, we're gonna. Everybody can come over here and take some photos if they like. Do you have uh, other projects in the works that you're doing right now? Um, yeah. So I um, also pursue acting in, as outside of my own work, uh, but that's definitely the easiest way to get yourself in things. Um, so I have a, a feature that I'm writing um, that we're sending out in the next week or two. So um, yeah, just kind of hopeful for that. But other than that, um, there's a larger project within Portal Fuel that's um, kind of always been in the works. And so it's kind of the staying the course on that. Um, but yeah, so a little bit. That's cool, man. Well, congratulations. Congratulations to all you guys, all you guys who created your, the art that you want to see out there in the world. You did a great job. And it was really cool to see it projected up on the screen. And thank all of you guys for coming out and supporting these guys. That was so cool. So we got the backdrop here. I'm going to see if they can turn on the lights a little bit lighter for us. I got to get to my flight. You got to get to your flight? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Where are you going? Home. You're going back I home? I just flew in here just for this and going back. Oh, my God. Man, that is so cool. It was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you so much That's for That's how cool me. you came out here. Good to meet you. Nice work. Here's your fun fact. The blinking light at the top of the Capitol Records Tower spells out the word Hollywood in Morse code, and it has done so since the building's opening in 1956. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. <laughs>